Welcome to today's episode. We're talking about disappointment. I'm sure you've faced many disappointments in your life. I definitely have, not the least of which was when I was a university student. I was studying medicine, something that I had really dreamt of my practically my entire life. And suddenly in the middle of my third year, I found myself in a place where I realized this wasn't for me. I dreaded going to class. I dreaded facing the autopsies and the blood. And I just realized that I can't continue this way. I was extremely disappointed in myself, in life. I even considered suicide at one time. And I was just so afraid of the future that was suddenly so unsure and unclear. And I was afraid of having to face my parents and telling them that I needed to change my field of study. Question is, what is our default responses to disappointment? Because the Bible continuously encourages us, us not to be discouraged, not to be dismayed, not to allow our hearts to be troubled. And yet sometimes we sulk, we run away like Jonah, we doubt God and his word. We even start doubting whether God is really real. We truly become discouraged and dismayed to the point where we sometimes even stop praying. And the question is, how do I deal with disappointment? Because it is going to happen. I'm not immune to it. And I need to face it appropriately. And I think for me, one of the characters that faces it with the most faith is Abraham. Abraham was old and he'd been promised a nation as inheritance. He'd been promised a son. And here he was, him and his wife, both barren, and they had, didn't have children. And they were quite aged already. And in Romans 4, it says, Against all hope, Abraham and hope believed, and so became the father of many nations. If he had allowed his heart to become discouraged, he would not have seen the fulfillment of the promise. Just a, a while later, he, um, Scripture says, Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God could do what he had promised. And I think that's the key for me. If I can truly face disappointment and yet know that God can do what he has promised, maybe the answer doesn't look the way I expected it to look. Maybe the provision doesn't come in the form that I expected the provision to come. But I can know, even in my greatest hour of disappointment, God is faithful to the end. And our answers don't always come in the form that we expect them. I love the story in 1 Kings 17 where Elijah meets up with this widow who is actually picking up sticks to prepare a fire so that she can make a last meal for herself and her son. Because they have no food, there's an extreme drought in the region and she has just given up hope of surviving. She thought this was the last meal that they would enjoy together before they died. And I'm sure she must have been desperately praying to God for provision, maybe of food or money or other, some other form of provision so that they could survive. And yet here comes Elijah. And instead of providing for her in some miraculous way, he actually asks of her to sacrifice the food that she is going to prepare. And Elijah tells her that she should give him this cake of bread 
and if she does, her flour and her oil will not run dry. She chose to respond in faith to Elijah. She didn't rely on just what she could see, but she relied on what was not seen. And she responded in faith to an opportunity. And I wonder how many times I've missed an opportunity in the kingdom because I have not recognized that this was actually God's answer and God's provision. And later in the story, we see that her flour and her oil doesn't run dry. And after the drought, she continues to live in, the, in that region. And then just a while after that, her son actually dies. And she calls Elijah and Elijah prays for her son and he is resurrected from the dead. So not only did Elijah provide a way of being fed for a few years, but he also provided healing in her greatest hour of need. And I want to encourage you to look beyond the obvious. Don't come with preconceived ideas of what God's provision in your life should look like. And don't miss the opportunities and the interruptions he sends across your path, because you might just miss the greatest opportunity of your life. And then I want to read you scripture, 1 Corinthians 7 verse 17, in the message. And don't be wishing you were someplace else or with someone else. Where you are right now is God's place for you. Live and obey, love and believe right there. And I think this is a word for someone. You need to live, not half-heartedly, but flat out where you are. You need to obey. And not delayed, extended obedience, but instant obedience. Not conditional obedience, complete obedience. We need to love with the kind of love that Christ gives into our hearts. And we need to believe. We need to believe him beyond a shadow of a doubt. Can I read it to you again? Don't be wishing you were someplace else or with someone else. Where you are right now is God's place for you. Live and obey and love and believe right there. 2 Thessalonians says, May Lord Jesus Christ himself encourage your heart and strengthen you in every good deed and word. And countless times in, in the New Testament we read, don't be discouraged, don't allow your heart to be discouraged, don't allow your heart to be dismayed. And often I try and encourage myself or strengthen myself. But this scripture says, is a, actually a prayer that says, may God himself encourage and strengthen your heart. And I think that is the secret. It's when we try and do this from our own strength that we fail miserably. We need to trust God, believe Him, love. But most of all, we need to allow Him to come and strengthen our heart. Because oftentimes when I'm disappointed, I don't even want to talk to God. And instead of running to Him, I run away. But I need to run into God's provision, into God's answer, into God's word, and into His embrace. So that I can allow Him to encourage and strengthen my heart. In Joshua 1 verse 9, we read, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. My prayer today is that you will take that wherever you go this week. May you find strength in that promise. May you have a blessed week. See you next time.